0: Welcome to the Virtually Done podcast. My name is Gemma and I'm the founder of Virtually Done. The Virtually Done podcast is created as a space to start important conversations that are often overlooked and speak to women in business with amazing stories and even better advice. It makes me so happy that you're here listening and I would absolutely love for you to tag me on social media at Virtually Done and let me know what you think. My hope is that you're able to take something away from every single episode that you can action into your business and that you're able to gain an insight into the behind the scenes of what running a business is really like. So let's dive in. wanted to talk about today and I'm really excited to talk about is what psychology has to do with business right because I ramble on about this all of the time and I think some of you are thinking Gemma what on earth has psychology got to do with my business and um, so I'm gonna break down a few different things and a few different reasons why you should be paying attention to psychology and how it links to stuff that you're doing on a daily basis without really knowing it so firstly what I want to say is there is a reason that big companies hire psychologists, right? So it might feel like a psychologist or being a psychologist or knowing about psychology is something that is really far off from what you're doing. But actually, if you look at really, really big companies, they will most likely have a psychologist. They will have a business psychologist or an organizational psychologist. So if the big companies, the multi-million-pound companies, are doing it, there is probably a reason why they're there. Okay. Um, and if anyone has questions as I'm going through, feel free to. Pop them in the comments i don't know what this bit of hair is doing by the way it's got a life of its own. um so yeah so all the big companies are doing it and there is a reason for that and that's because every single thing that we do whether that is in our our personal lives or in business or anywhere else it all comes back to psychology okay so if you're trying to create a business and you're trying to be the best version of you you're trying to be super productive make the most of your time make your clients happy satisfy your needs create offers people want to buy you know, create sales pages that appeal to people, all of that stuff, it comes back to psychology, right? That's where it comes from. That's where the understanding comes from. So it's actually the thing that underlies everything we do in business. It's like the foundation. Okay. And it's something that so many people overlook that if you have just a basic understanding of psychology, you can go from like here where everybody else is to up here. So although I really don't believe there is like, a big secret to success that we all need to know. I do believe that psychology can take your business from here to here quite easily because not everybody understands it. So not everybody is utilizing it. So I've got notes in front of me because I didn't want to ramble and miss anything, but I am going to mention a few different ways that psychology ties into business, just so that you've got a few kind of tangible examples that are going to feel relevant to you. So the one that you're going to know is sales psychology. Okay. This is a really popular thing at the moment. It's something that has blown up from coaches and mentors and course providers. It's something a lot of people are talking about and it makes sense, right? Because the biggest problem a lot of business owners have is getting clients. It's getting people through the door. It's getting people to pay for your offers. So sales psychology is obviously going to appeal to people. And the reason that it works is because if you understand how people buy, you know how to sell. And what a lot of people do is they focus just on the selling. They're like, how do I sell this? How do I make people want to buy this from me? And actually, if you look at research on sales, there's been a lot of research done on this. And they have seen that actually there is a really specific way that people buy things. And if you learn how people buy things and what they need to know and what they need to see and what they need to feel before they buy something that makes your process of selling something so much easier right? I think we feel like we're, it's a stab in the dark, right? We're throwing spaghetti at the wall when it comes to selling, when actually there's a really clear scientific process that if you follow it, you're gonna, you're going to make more sales. And that's why sales psychology is so popular. So with sales psychology, it's all about, okay, well, if we know that this is how people buy, we can then work back from that and we can create content, sales pages, sales calls, all those things in a way that does that. Okay. And if you can match that, if you can give all the answers people need before they buy from you, your sales is going to go through the roof. Okay. It also highlights things like reactants. So a lot of people will teach you to chase your leads. You might have a lead tracker. You might reach out to people and say, Hey, you spoke to me before. I'm just following up with you. And this can be really good. Okay. This can bring in more people through the door, but it can also push people over the line and it becomes reactants. So reactance is when you try and sort of force somebody into something. So rather than the person feeling like they can make their own decision, they feel like you are pressuring them so much that they feel like their kind of independence is being taken away. And this is what happens if let's say you get on a sales call and it went really well, and then um they don't sign the contract. So you reach out to them and you say, Hey, um, you know, are you gonna sign the contract? And you kind of you you check back in with them. And they say, um, Oh, I don't know. Um, I need some time to think about it. What's probably happening here is reactants because you've chased them because you've followed up with them. They're thinking, Oh my gosh, hang on a minute. This person is trying to make this decision for me. I don't feel like I'm in control of my own business right now. And therefore I need some space. I need to back off. Okay. And if you think about this in, in relation to dating, so I use the dating analogy quite a lot. If you want to date with somebody and you thought they were a great person. Even if they're a great person, you don't want to go like fall in and get married tomorrow, right? Like you need a a little bit of time to get to know them and to like warm up to that. Um, if you went on a great date and then by the time you get home, they have already turned up at your front door and they're like, Hey, do you want to go on date number two? And they're like banging on the door, trying to get you to come out for a date. And they're not giving you the space for you to come to them and for you to have your own ability to make your own decisions. You're going to panic and no matter how much you liked them, you're going to back off. Okay. That's how reactance is working. So there is this fine line of um, following up with people, but not pushing them into that reactance. So psychology is good for sales. It's also really good for being happy. Okay. So there is a whole um, type of psychology called positive psychology, and this is basically focused around, I mean, it kind of goes without saying, but how to be positive, how to be happy, how to feel like you're living the best possible life. And This looks at things like, um, you know, the environment that you need to be in in order to be happy. So often the environment we're working from, like your, your desk, your office, your home, whatever it is, is actually having a really negative impact on your success. But we don't look at those things. You look at things like strategy and amount of followers and email subscribers and all those things which are useful, yes. But if you've got a shit environment that makes you feel awful, that could be the one thing holding you back. OK, the psychology is very good at pinpointing all these little things that might be holding you back so that you can just kind of edge them up a little bit. And that in itself, with very little effort, because it's nothing to do with strategy, it's more to do with like your mindset and, you know, how to make you the happiest version of you, makes a huge difference. OK, so think about this in terms of, um, you know, there might be a certain room in your house that you work better from. You might find that in the evening when you're sat on the sofa you're much more motivated than in the day and that might frustrate you you might think why can't i feel this motivated in the day in my office right it's because your environment we all have different environments that work for us and actually by working from the sofa and forgetting your office that might make you twice the amount of money okay so it's looking at all these little things and um, also things like mirror neurons so this is the idea that you replicate what you see basically so if you see someone cry, you might find yourself crying. Are you that person? Because I'm that person. <laughs> I could see a complete stranger cry in the street and I will cry. Um, if you see someone yawn, you might yawn. If you see someone happy, so if you ever watch those videos online where everyone is like hysterically laughing and you start laughing, even though you don't know what's funny, right? Because we mirror what we see. And this is really relevant for sales calls in particular, because if somebody gets on a call with you and you are really nervous, you are anxious about call, you're um, thinking that you're not showing up in the best possible way, you might come across like you're not that happy or that you're not um, feeling the best. And then what will happen is the person on that sales call will replicate that. So if they were happy before the call, and then you're kind of here in this middle ground of like, oh, I'm a bit nervous, you will bring them down, okay? Simultane- sim- simultaneously, similarly, um, if you are up here and they are down here, you will bring them up. And when it comes to people buying from you, um, which I could talk about forever, but one of the things that's really important is that people buy when they're happy. People don't buy when they're sad. Or if they do, it tends to be a regretful decision. So if you want people to sign with you or buy your products, buy your services, whatever it is that you do, you need them to be happy when they do that. So it's really, really important that when you show up on your sales calls and also like things like this, right? When you do your stories, your lives, your coaching calls, depending on what you do, showing up in a really positive mindset with all of the energy that you want the people around you to have, because they will pick that up from you. Right. And you will see this in things like you will watch people's lives and they'll talk about their stories and it's really inspirational. And even though nothing has changed for you personally, you've just been listening, you'll come off the call and you'll be like, Oh my God, I'm so inspired. Right. So you have a real, a real impact on the people that you get face to face with. So it's bearing those things in mind before you get on sales calls, because all those things make the difference. You might have the best sales script in the world, which I don't particularly like, but you might have one Um, and you could say all of the right things. But if you're not smiling, you might lose the sale. Okay. Um, Another thing that psychology talks about is the fact that opportunities are chance encounters. Okay. So I think it's uh 69% I've got written down of opportunities are chance encounters. So there are usually two groups of people here, right? And this might be a growth mindset person and a fixed mindset person that tends to be how it is. Um, and one of those people will think everyone else is lucky, everyone else gets all these opportunities and I don't have any. And then the other person is the person who is open-minded and thinks there's lots of opportunities out there they might find me um, and you're always on the lookout right so you've got kind of like a pessimistic and an optimistic person although it's a little bit more complicated than that um but 69 percent of those opportunities that you see people having were complete chance it's all about whether you put yourself out there and whether you you believe that it was possible right and this is huge and I think so many people talk about this online as like yourself out there and be open to it and manifest it and all this stuff and it, it kind of goes over our heads because we think it's just words but actually there is science in this right if you are open to opportunities and you are open to crazy things happening they will happen because you will be open to them there will be things that other people will completely miss because they weren't open to them and an example of this i've written down because i love this story is that positive psychology which is um what i mentioned earlier is this whole um area of psychology that's focused on happiness and being the best versions of ourselves. It's quite a new area of psychology, right? In the last 20, 20, 30 years. Um, And the guy who actually started looking into this and who kind of founded it, if you like, like the founding father of positive psychology, he did not have the money to do the research and to do research into something like this, it it costs a lot of money. And then he was given 1.5 million in donations from an anonymous person, that he then used to start positive psychology, which has now gone on to be this massive thing. There's lots of research in it, lots of important findings. It's gone on to impact so many people's lives that came from an anonymous donation of 1.5 million. Now, if you'd have said to him before, are you ever going to start psych- positive psychology? Are you ever going to look into that. He could have said, no, like I don't have the money. I don't have the funding. I don't have the investment. So it's not possible. And he could have just lived a normal life. But instead he was like, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to make it happen. And so when an email landed in his inbox with this anonymous donation, he was like, oh, I'll use this. Right. And obviously there's a lot more to that story. If you want to hear more, I Google it because it's really interesting. And he does later find out who the person is, but, um, it's stuff like that, right? You might think, I don't know how this is possible. You focus on the how, when actually, if you are just open. And this is a thing where you have to train yourself, right? It's a mindset thing, um, which is something I teach and I can't really go over super quickly here, but it is possible. You can change your mindset. You can change it to a gross mindset rather than a fixed mindset. And you can go about life really open-minded to these potential opportunities. And so you could change yourself to be more open to those things that you might be missing that are right in front of you. Okay. Another thing I want to touch on is habits. So we've all been there when we've set like our intentions for the year or... You know, you've set yourself goals, you got vision board, all that kind of stuff. And a lot of it comes back to habits. So having more successful habits, getting rid of the ones that are, you know, lying in bed till 11 and not eating healthily, not drinking water, not going to the gym, that kind of stuff. And we get really hard on ourselves. Okay. And I know we've all done this. We'll, there'll be something we really want to do. And we think this is going to really impact my life or this is going to really impact my business. And then we don't stick to it. And then we hate ourselves. We're really, really hard on ourselves. And we're like, why can I not just stick to this habit? And the reason is that it comes, it comes back to science. It comes back to your brain, right? It's not a case of just being able to switch these things. So the way that this works, if you're not familiar is that you will have like two separate neurons, right? These are, these are my two neurons and they join together. This is your habit. The more you do this thing. So like, let's say it's stress and smoking. When you get stressed, you smoke. They join together. The more you do this, the stronger it gets, the stronger this connection in your brain gets. So it's not a case of just being able to change it, right? Because they're they're joined, right? So when we're really hard on ourselves we're like, why can I not just change that thing? It's because they're connected in your brain. Like it's not as simple as just being able to stop doing something right now and bring on all these brand new habits. So there's been a lot of research done um, by psychologists into what we actually need to do to change a habit. What do we actually need to do in order to get rid of the habits we don't want and bring in more of the habits we do want? Because it's not quite as simple as we as we make it out to be. But if you fully understand how your brain works and how you can unlink those things and link it with something completely different that's much healthier, then it becomes easy. So a lot of the time we think there are certain things in our life and in our business that are really, really hard, like understanding what our client wants or you know changing our habits or, having clients that are much more aligned or having all these opportunities. And we think these are impossible things that are out of reach when actually, if you understand where they come from and how they work, they're very, very easy. Okay. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Okay. Hiring. Just want to touch on hiring. because I know some of you have teams, you have associates, you have VAs, that kind of thing. So, Psychologists are often used in the hiring process. So like I said earlier, a lot of massive businesses, they will have a business psychologist or an occupational psychologist, and this will be one of their jobs. They will help with the hiring process because if you hire just based off, I don't know who you like or who you get on with that kind of thing, that might be good for friendships, but it's not necessarily good for your business growth. And there's a lot more that goes into this in terms of, is it the right person for you? um, with their values and their morals and things like that. They also use things like psychometric testing. So you might have seen all of those massive questionnaires that you can complete to find out what type of person you are and all that kind of stuff. They've been used in the hiring process for a really, really long time because they give you an idea of what you're lacking and therefore what you need. So let's say for an example, you fill out a questionnaire and it tells you that you're a certain type of person, you then know that you're lacking this other stuff that is not the type of person you are. And then you go and hire looking for that. Okay. So rather than it being like, Oh, what skills do I need? Or what type of person do I get on with? It's a bit more complicated than that. And it's like, okay, well, if I um, am this jigsaw piece, I need to find this jigsaw piece as my, as my VA or, you know, whatever the position is. Um, And so psychometric testing is really, really helpful for that. And the final thing I'm going to touch on just what time we are, 20 past, okay. Final thing I want to touch on is that I talk a lot about being happy with your business and happy in your business and the day-to-day life of it. And the reason I talk about this is because psychology has shown that we really, really suck at predicting what will make us happy in the future. So when I see people say, oh, I'm just going to work like 12 hour days. Now I'm going to cry myself to sleep every night. I'm going to hate my business and hate all my clients because when I get to whatever goal, Then I'll be happy. Then I'll do the thing. I know that that's probably not going to work for you. Okay. So I'm saying this out of love, like, please don't do it. Focus on how you can be happy right now, how you can be happy in this moment, in the day-to-day runnings of your business in every client interaction, because if you're constantly thinking, well, when I get X, then I'll go and do Y, X will never come. Because what happens is we might say, oh, well, um, when I get 5k months, for example, then I'll be able to be happy because I will take on less work and I'll take more holidays and I'll hire a team and I'll be less overwhelmed and it will be great. But then you get to 5k months and you realize that actually that hasn't made you happy. Perhaps you realize it comes with more expenses or perhaps it's come with like all this stress that you can't seem to get rid of. And then you think, okay, well, when I get to 10k months then, Then when I get to 10 K months, then I'll be happy. And then I'll do all the things I want to do. I'll travel and start a family and all this stuff. Then you get to 10 K months and you push it back again. Because all the things we predict will make us happy. They won't make us happy in the long run. And there's been so much research on this. And honestly, like, it's so, so common that this happens. And this is why you see people who are, you know, retired, who are, you know, in their fifties, sixties, seventies, who say, oh shit, I've still not done that thing I was going to do because they spent their whole life telling themselves when they get to a certain level, then they will be happy. And then they will focus on themselves and their own happiness and they never get there. So something I am really, really passionate about is you have a business, right? You are your own boss. You are a business owner. You get to design your own life. And I'm not saying business can be easy and you can just decide to work one hour a week and that be it. Business is hard. It's hard work. But what I am saying is if you work out what kind of lifestyle you want and what makes you happy and what brings you joy, you can design your business around that. And that is really, really important because I see so many people who I work with, who are prioritizing their clients above everything and they get to this position where everyone else is happy because they're giving their clients hundred percent, but they're giving nothing to themselves and they're not happy. Right. And I can see a few of you just joined. I really urge you to to watch the replay and watch what I just said, because it's so, so important. I see this so, so often. And I'm like, okay, well, why don't we look at what makes you happy? And they're like, oh, not now. I need to focus on my clients right now. I need to focus on 10k months right now. I need to edit my website right now. And I'm like, no, like your happiness is so important okay so i hope that has given you a bit of an overview of what psychology has to do with business because i know i ramble on about it sometimes and you're probably thinking what's the link Um, and ultimately the answer is that it underlies everything and if you want to better understand yourself and your behavior and how to be the most productive and successful version of you and if you want to understand your clients and what they need from you and what would make them happy and what offers they need and what they need to see before they buy from you which is all psychology You can see that really clearly that can get you from here to here, especially when not everybody else is paying attention to this. And people are starting to talk about psychology a lot more. I've seen quite a few big coaches start to talk about psychology. If you follow Tony Robbins, he talks about psychology a lot. Um, And that's great. I'm really, really happy that more people are paying attention. One thing I will say is just be careful who you're listening to, because I have studied psychology for a really, really long time. If you're learning from somebody, just make sure they have the education that they should be have to be teaching you this because you can probably see that it can be used the wrong way, right? So if we look at psychology of sales, if you figure out how your customer's brain works effectively, you could use that in the wrong way. It's possible. You could manipulate people and you could use that in the wrong way. That's obviously not what I teach and not what I'm all about, um, but just be aware that when you are learning from people, you understand like the flip side, like what is the potential risk of this? But yeah, my biggest takeaway is psychology and behavior are linked in every area. And the second thing is that you need to be happy. Now you need to prioritize your happiness today, this week, this month, don't push it off because you'll never get there. Okay. And if you haven't already, I'm doing my free training starts tomorrow for three days, we're going to touch on this a little bit more. So if you want me to go over this a bit more in depth, then I would really urge you to come to those three days of free training, they're completely free. So you can, you can turn up, you can take notes, you can watch the replays, it's completely free for you. So I really urge you to go to the link in my bio and sign up if you haven't already. Um, And I hope you've, I hope you've learned something. I hope it's been useful um, and I hope you can see that psychology is really, really linked. If you do want to work with me on a more one-to-one basis, feel free to DM me and we can talk about that. Yeah, have the, have the best Monday.